Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Boom, boom, boom. I want you in my room. We'll spend the night together from now until forever. Welcome to Six Bits Pod. Wow, absolutely beautiful. I, I don't know how you do it. I, my it, name it's... is Maureen O'Connell. Over there is the Venga boy, Mr. Raymond Foley. <laughs> I'm more of a Venga man now. This <laughs> You'll Venga... always be a boy to me. My Venga boy days are behind me and I'm very much a Venga middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> An old Venga grump is all I am. Uh, yeah, welcome to Six Bits, where we do Six Bits. Uh, sixbitspod at gmail.com is our email address. And we'd love any correspondence from you on anything. Do you know what? We, we we throw out the email address out there. People email and then we don't read them out. That is not going to be the case forever. We will read them out. It's just uh, stuff comes up and invariably, <clears throat> excuse me, things go long. They just go long, you know? They do. That's, that's life. Life gets away from us. But the power and the wonder of email is that we can always get back to you. We will always get back to you. So if you're sitting there thinking they still haven't read my freaking email, we will. Have you noticed as well? I was listening to our, our podcast yesterday. I was listening oh. as I was pottering around tidying up the kitchen. What had happened was a regular podcast that I listened to ended. And then uh, because I subscribed to ours, I, we got I got sh- we got shunted into my ears. Yes. As, and I was uh, the phone wasn't in my pocket. So <laughs> this is the only this is the only way anyone ends up listening to us. Is yes, <laughs> I agree. Is, no, that's not the case. That, hopefully, that's not the case because if that was it, you know, we'd be screwed. There'd be no point in doing this at all. But for me, the only way I ended up listening to us was by accident, and because I was subscribed, am subscribed, ended up coming on, and then the phone wasn't next to me, so I was like, I'll leave this on, see see where this goes. So I heard most of yesterday's. <laughs> And I got it. Do you know what? I don't. I don't know if it was the three glasses of wine I had, or if it was the fact that I was in a happy place at a couple of bit bar, a couple of pieces of chocolate. These Lily O'Brien th- thin things Ooh, with nice. caramel on the inside. Nice. I was in a good place. I was pottering around the kitchen before bedtime. A little bit of daddy time. Mm. I do find that is the only time I get a bit of time to myself when my wife goes to bed. I get a little bit of time myself, tidying up the kitchen, loading the dishwasher, and I had a few chuckles and a few laughs. I do find though. That I say freaking a lot now, freaking or or friggin, right here, because my natural inclination in conversation with you is to say the f word. Yes, but because we've decided we're not swearing, cursing that, yeah. uh, or at least we're doing our best not to swear. Uh, then in place of a proper swear, I'm mm. saying freaking, which is very American. I just it's, like to stay for the record. I I don't say freaking in real life. I'm oh. saying it here though. It's the crutch because yeah. we do we do like to curse a lot, yeah, and I, we're trying and not a, to. You need a word. You know the you know the word for the word. Is it adverb or you need a what's the word that describes the word? Is it adverb? You're, you need a word like fr- fricking you're, to throw in. You know the proper. You 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 like to show off the fact that you got a B plus oh, in English. Oh, shut up. Whatever it was. I I think I got a B plus in English as well. I may have even got an A in English, but I never learned the words. That's more of a primary school thing, isn't it? Like, Oh, it is. And I go back all the time because I forget. I'm like, okay, I'll always know what a noun is. But, you know, and I always know what a preposition is because... All my... of that I don't know. No, well, I don't know any of that. And it's a very Tuberty thing. You know, Tuberty drops that kind of language all the time. Like, I'm struggling for the right preposition. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Well, I've, it's I've, just I've learned. My parents don't use any in their text messages. So they speak like Yoda an awful lot in text messages with no punctuation. 
or prepositions at all. So you have to decipher what it is that they're saying. Right. So on the family WhatsApp, it's a nightmare because my brother, to this day, the man is in his 40s. He still hasn't gotten, after years of having a group WhatsApp, what my mother or father are actually saying. So then the sisters have to translate it for him <laughs> so as that he understands what's actually being said. And why don't you teach your parents, although you're allergic and you never listen to them, teach your parents yeah. to do voicemails or voice notes because in what's... I what's don't, you don't, I don't listen, listen to, to voice notes, so I do not want to But you to have to from your them. folks. There actually, is no, you don't. I, sh- I, I should make contact and t- t- teach them that, you know, you can do this thing with, with voice notes and then you don't need to write anything. And then that'll really sicken you because you'll end up listening to them and they'll be an hour and a half long. I got back to three messages last night because they were voice notes and I just didn't see them. And I was saying to a friend, I was like, no, I, you know, I'm sorry. I I didn't even see it. And she was just like, what? It's the, it's the easiest way of communicating. I'm like, no, because I don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. And I'm sitting with someone in my house. You could be bitching about him or you could be bitching about anyone that he knows. So I'd have to put in headphones to listen to your voice notes because we're trapped with people at all times. Oh, okay. That's my thing. That's my thing. I'm like, I don't know what's going to come out of this person's mouth. Uh, All right, okay. I I can understand. Now you're giving me some clarity, at least. Oh, yeah. I just don't know what people are going to say. And I'm like, I can't play this. Yeah, but also you live with someone who knows other people in your circle. I mean, see, the thing is, I'm I'm married to someone who knows people in my circle, but they're not going to say anything to me about my wife that is... Do you know, like, if they're going to bitch about my wife, they're not going to send it in a voice note to me. No, yeah, they're not going to bitch about him. But I'm just wondering if they're going to say something about one of his friends. Because, right. you know, it's this big group. Or they might be saying something nah, nah. that would be... Or yeah. say I was given out about him. Which I don't do. But just oh, in God, case... Oh, no, God, God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Uh, there God is my... But that's my reasoning. I just don't know what's going to come out of the person's mouth. And I don't know what lies I've told that day. So I can't. It's very keep hard up to keep it. up with the lies. Very yeah. hard. It's very, very hard. Very difficult. Yeah. Uh, shall we begin? Yeah, that, that's my number one. Whatever. That, just oh, happened come there. on. Oh, that's number one. Right. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's move on then to number two, which is yours as well, Bert. Number two. <laughs> children. I've got two of them. They're they're a great crack. Actually, my children decided that they well, it's something that. Excuse me, something they've been talking about. You'll have to excuse me. I've had a delicious tomato sa- salad sandwich. Sandwich. Have you had a tomato salad tomato. sandwich? Tomato. Tomato and hang in there. Oh, Jesus. With, was there salad cream? There was lashings oh, and lashings of Heinz salad cream. Pig and, and poo. And I'll have, you, I'll have you know, two-day-old crusty bread rolls from Super Value because they're so flipping expensive, I'm not throwing them out. <laughs> anyway Just put them in the oven And they're grand For like a minute And it softens them right up What? Cut the bread roll Yeah Yeah so you know the way They're all hard Go on So then I put them in the oven To heat them And it makes it feel A bit more toasty And that they get a little bit Softer underneath the layer So it makes me feel Like it's fresh bread again So you cut them first Yeah so even if you just, if you know the way you have to cut them and you want it to be a sandwich, so you don't cut it the whole way through and just yeah. open it up like it's a book. That's vital, by the way. That vital. Cut is, that cut is vital. If you break them, you can forget it. Do not hand to me a sang a sandwichy, hang sandwichy, salady situation that has been completely separated, like a burger. 
What's this, some kind of a burger you're giving me? Insane. I don't want a burger. I want a sandwich. I want there's, a roll. There's some sort of egg salad, coleslaw thing inside there. That's just that's just asking for trouble. It's not staying in place in a row. Squishing out, yeah. It's not happening. Here's the other thing, though. <laughs> With... Children is how we start. Okay, don't worry. We're coming back. We're coming back. Here's the other thing, right? It doesn't matter how little remains attached holding the two pieces together. I find as long as as long as there's any attachment, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, because <laughs> in my head it's still it. Do you have that? That like because Kate make, Kate generally makes them, particularly when we're on holidays. We go through a lot of bread rolls from on holidays. Yeah, and uh, Kate makes them. But if it's just as if it's the tiniest corner of a round bread roll or a crusty bread roll holding the whole thing together, yeah. then that's still a clam. It's still I can. St- it's, it's, it's okay. But fine. if it's it's all the way through, I mean, it could be like three m- m- molecules of bread. Left, I, that's okay. That's fine. It's still together. But you know when you have the oblong roll, the actual roll, the the mini roll, the demi baguette, and yeah. you do that thing where you cut that slightly bit too far on the round, and you're like, no, that's no, t- and then you have to be incredibly careful, so careful not to <laughs> not to ruin it with your butter knife or whatever else you're putting inside there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Anyway, I- on. On yeah. the children thing, they decided they were going to make a movie. This is something my youngest, oh, Andrew, has been talking about. And it's very important because he's worked out that basically movies, scenes happen in different places. Different things happen. He's five. By the way, the other guy, it has never occurred to him. The the machinations, the what goes into what you're watching on the screen. Yeah. How it's made. It never occurs to him. It's just like I watch it and I walk away from it. I go to bed. This guy, he's worked out, oh, that's happening there. And now this next bit is happening in a different place. And it's a different part of the story. And then the next thing happens and the next thing happens. It's like, for a five, it blows my mind, right? But basically then, for for days, he's been saying, I want to make a movie. But I want it, it needs to be done in different places. The, it, and then we need to stick it all together. And then we'll have a movie at the end of it. Is it based on his detective series? No, it's oh, I loved Andrew Miniature Detective with the with the magnifying glasses, the magnifying glasses, yeah. and Daddy, take a picture of me. I'm going to find this clue. Take a picture. We're going to need a picture of this, Daddy. Uh, no, this is all. Uh, it's it was a bit of a stupid story, actually. It's just what they're stupid and uh, not stupid, Andrew, Super Matthew and Super Andrew, and they are just a kind of fighting against each other. I think he. I think this is just a tester in because he's written hundreds at this stage of comic books. Like he's drawn. Basically oh, storyboards cool. of stories. Yeah, like dozens of them. Dozens and dozens. He's got to box them outside. Uh, and the only thing, he's d- he doesn't finish them. He, he'll he get through, like, we'll do 12 pages, staple them together. Not not 12, you know, like three pages, three sheets to make 12 pages. Is that right? Yeah. Or two, maybe? Yeah. One, two, Whatever three, four. Yeah, 12. And then he'll get to page, like, eight or nine. And then just go, I've had enough of this. I'm moving on. So he's going to he's gonna have lots of stories to work with once he starts making the movies but I think this was a tester of ah uh, because we had to redo we had to reshoot them you know we had to do a number of takes on a few of them as well well he just on happy. his comic book yeah it's essentially he's like the creators of the television show Game of Thrones it's like Grant I'm I'm up I've I've done almost everything All right, yeah. I can't be arsed with the last the last few scenes Three. what's I, his name I can't be arsed what D.B. Weiss and the Benioff D.B. Weiss 
Weiss and Benioff. No, 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 no. Oh, I guess, I guess so. I thought you were talking about the, the author. Oh, I'm not talking about G.R. or Martin. I'm talking about the final series of Game of Thrones where they just yeah. went, ah, whatever. They don't care anymore. Just, we do care. Was it, was it just that they didn't have your man's stuff to go on? Could he not have led them a little bit or no, Well, they, the reason that they got that they were allowed to make it into a television show is that uh, he asked them, how do you think it ends? And apparently they got it right. And he said, oh. yeah, you can make the TV show. It's just they decided to get there in the space of one television show rather than the three series it should have taken to get to where they got to at the end. So they did it too quickly. And why did they do that? Because you could, oh, oh, people were ending their contracts. They weren't contracted and everyone had become too big a star. And even though it seems, especially Amelia Clark was very disappointed <laughs> with how it all went down. And she was like, oh, right. So we're just going to do this in two episodes I'm just gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone in case you haven't seen it because I know yeah. a lot of people are watching Game of Thrones in lockdown um, uh, but you will have not have missed that all Game it's of Thrones it's a very fans. disappointing final so, series and yeah. I just feel like Andrew is like the creators of the television show Game of Thrones well done Andrew that's Throw good to walk away yeah that's good but he's done, he's done a lot of those but I think this is his dipping his toe into filmmaking now as well and uh, it's going to be a pain in my hole because I'm the editor I'm the one he's literally First of all, he's like, no, no, do it again. Let's do it again. No, 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 no. That's no good. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. In fairness, we were doing about three takes max. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. But then the fu- it's so funny then in the edit, watching him watch himself and watch h- how, watch the footage that we got, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So then he gets a sense of, oh, don't do that at the beginning of a scene. Don't do that at the end of a scene. Take that out and take that out. He's five. He's not, he's, well, he's six in June. So he's like nearly six. But like, and then over my shoulder, no, 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 that's too soon. Take that out. Take out the, can you put in some music here? Like, wow, insane kind of stuff. The other fella's like, mm, yeah, whatever, can we go out? But do you know who you have living in your house now? A young Spielberg, baby Spielberg. I, no, a young Dawson Leary. Oh, really? Is he, a, was Dawson a, a? Dawson was all into the movies. He was the next Spielberg and he loved his movies and making his movies at home. So you've got Dawson Leary with his cry face living in your house. The funny thing is, uh, and I it, I had little flashes of it today, right, uh, as we were doing all this. It, it, by the way, it only took about an hour, right? and I edited it together on iMovie, and it's crap. Like, it's thoroughly crap. But he's like, will you send it to the mayor? And The mayor? Yeah, the mayor. The, the mayor. I don't Does know what... Does he know who your mayor is in Leafy South County, Dublin? Because there's like six in Dublin. I have no idea where he's gotten it from. He's obviously seen it in a TV show. We have, to, we have to send it to the mayor and we're going to be super rich once this goes to the entire world. The mayor. So obviously he the wants mayor. to be an influencer. The mayor. Can you send it... To the, and then I went for a nap and I'm only just up from the nap and I had my sandwich and as I was having my hem, hem, hanging tomato sandwich... He said to me, Daddy, did you send that video to the mayor yet? <laughs> I was like, no, To I the yet. mayor? I just, where is this brain gone? That's, that's quite fantastic. But I did have moments because Spielberg spoke of being a, a child and uh, of doing home videos and editing them and doing all that kind of jazz. And I suppose the only way you'll get really good, like really good at something, it's no more than when he was doing the comic books. I was like, I would love for him to be a comic book. Mm-hmm. Like either an illustrator or even just a creator, you know, like a, a writer for comics. Imagine being having a little Gareth Ennis in your house. That would be I, class. I keep thinking of Mark Miller. Is who I oh, are you? Yeah. I went straight to Gareth Ennis because Irish. Uh, but I'm just kind of, I don't care what he does, but it's just like if. If, if you can make money. <laughs> if I can get rich off it. If I can get rich off you. Not at all. No, Amazing. no. The thing is, it will, it's. 
those people have easier lives. People who know what they want to do, I think, in a lot of ways. People yeah. have easier lives. That like, I've done this since I was very young. I know I'm good at it. I have gotten good at it since I was, in Andrew's case, now five. Imagine how good you will actually be at it once you are older, once you're, you know, 20. And then you can just do it. It's not even a... Yeah. One would think, (laughs) I don't want to bring up radio, given that I was obsessed with radio since I was like 13. I was like... Maloney After Midnight, how are you doing? Well, I liked Maloney After Midnight, but I wasn't obsessed by it. I loved it. I liked the thing, the sketch he did uh, directly after midnight. Yeah. And then I wasn't, I didn't really stay up that late then. I'd stay up maybe till 20 past. I I loved Mike Maloney himself. And I loved the thing, Amelia Go Lightly. Oh, Amelia Go Lightly. That was the sketch. See, we went to sleep to the sound of the radio. And obviously. You left the radio on. Radio on all night. And being a child, I've never slept. Like four or five years old. And I slept in a room with my sister who was 11 years older than me. So she was always up doing stuff. And the radio would always be on. And I didn't go to sleep until about three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. I was about five or six going, I love this show. I shouldn't have been listening to it. The stuff that he would say on Maloney After Midnight. Yeah. Great though. Amelia Golightly loved that. I would stay up for that and then it would be off to bed because my okay. parents would probably kill me if I left it on any later. Mm. Um, but I was obsessed with radio. And then like, you know, the, you channel that kind of obsession into something. Eventually... You get good at it, you know. You know, you know subjective. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's well, terms right. and conditions apply. It's subjective, you know. But like, how many you, meteor awards do you have, though? I mean, come on. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for bringing it up. But the the point is, though, like, if he does that, I didn't have that at six. I didn't have that till I was like thirteen or fourteen. Mm. That uh, if he has it at six, if he had something that he channeled, then imagine the no more than kids starting to golf. I mean, what six-year-old actually wants to golf? Very few. What, how many mm. six-year-olds actually want to play tennis? Mm. Very, very few, re- realistically. They'll do it for, they might be interested for a week. Well, but, it's the sort of thing that by, you've been doing it so long, that especially, I know a, a friend of mine was, she was an amazing swimmer. Right. She was like, you know, when she was 15, 16, she was Ireland's, all that kind of stuff. But by the time she hit 16 and she was like, oh, look, night's out over there. Yeah. She didn't want to be getting up. At half four every morning to go train for two hours before school. And that and she was like, I've been doing this since I was five. I hate this now. And she was done. But if she'd stayed with it, she always regrets not staying with it. Because she was like, God, I could have been bloody good. But I discovered bags and drinking and partying and stuff. Boys. 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 Looking for a good time. The Venga bus is coming. Different. Yeah, it's it's a funny one, but I I suppose yeah, and being a parent because the other fellow doesn't have that at all. Not that there's anything wrong with that either, but he doesn't have any uh, drive or passion for really anything. I mean, he he's a very happy, very contented little man, but he doesn't have any um, of that. He doesn't he, just focus. send it to the mayor for God's sake. I'll send it just to the mayor. Do it. Uh, I'll send it to you actually as well. You can check it out. I'd like uh, it. Anyway, children. Sorry, your number two is children. Number three. We're on to now. Are we? We're going on to number three with my oh, children's story. A- it's completely Andrew's different. Mo- Andrew's movie was number two. It's number you, two. You, you said children. Oh, this is the um, the the health people. Hikwa, is it? Hikwa. Number three. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I'm I'm dubious about this, but then again, they are professionals. Sorry, go on. So this is Hikwa. They've published this report uh, investigating the international evidence on immunity and the spread of the virus by children. And they have found that children, who we've all been looking at as germ-infested little monsters who want to kill their grandparents... 
they're not significantly contributing and contributing to the spread of COVID nineteen at home or in schools. Mm. I was like, what? The poor little feckers that we've like in twenty years' time. What What were you like when you were five? I was trying to kill my grandparents. I was doing a video and trying to get it sent to the mayor. To get it sent to the mayor. What were, what were you, what were you like? And now it's like, no, all the evidence that we have of the poor kids that got it, they didn't seem to transmit it to anyone in their schools. None of their teachers got it. It looks like it's over 25s that are the real uh-huh. spreaders, the super spreaders, not even super spreaders. We're the ones uh, who are spreading it uh, among adults age over 25 years or older. And it's lower in younger people, particularly those under 14 years of age. Yeah. So now I'm like, we have kept these poor little tiny humans locked in kitchens yeah. for the past few months and they might have been able to go playing with their friends. Yeah, but sure, how are we to know? I, I mean, know. at the end of the day, they're still humans and they, they you know, they're still, they would still be spreaders to some degree. Uh, the other thing as well is worth bearing in mind on that line is that I've got a little bit of a thing as well where an, an international thing like this, if our local authority is saying it, I'm less inclined to believe it because we're just a tiny little, like we've got the population of a town in the but UK. It's, it's based like, on international I know, I report. understand that. But the thing is, I'd like a little bit more international before I, I just go, oh, Hickway, I've got it right. Uh, which leads me to immediately kind of go, hang on, is this a precursor to go and open everything up, open up the schools at least, okay. send them all back to school as quickly as possible. And then politically, it makes it easier to do that if there's this these sort of rumblings. Also, there are idiots out there. You don't want to make a statement like that, Hikwa, I'm saying, or any governmental or um, uh, uh, authoritative voice. You don't want to be to the crazies that are out there that are, oh, that are looking for any excuse to say, yeah. uh, oh, that's it. It's all nonsense. Let's go back to normal as quickly as possible. So obviously it must be considered in that sense. Also, the thing to really bear in mind is the first line. Could you read that back to me? Because I think the first line is like, this is based on very limited uh, science. Children are not substantially contributing to the spread of to, COVID-19. It, no, it, but... It, the, is there a line before that that says, uh, this based on very limited or based on... It's, uh, it's they're investigating the international evidence on immunity and spread of the virus by children, but it is said that while evidence is limited, there you the go. Evidence, so they're looking at this thing. There was a big, there was a study done in Australia of eight hundred children, all this kind of stuff. I I get that, and I agree with you, but I find it disgusting that people might have to not publish reports or findings that are being done all the time because of a minority of crazies who are in the country who take it as God given fact when they're going this is just something we're looking into this is some scientific but they yeah. these people don't care about science anyway they do they do not care about science but if the scientific community have to remain stum for fear of a small number of stupid people that's that's terrible that's absolutely but they're talking apparent. about like it was the 43 percent they're saying uh Houlihan or Houlihan was saying that uh it's the there's 43 percent according to a, a s- s- survey or a study that believe we're over the worst of it already. Oh, yeah. And they're determined to remind us we're not over the worst of it already. And if we open everything up, it just goes back to where we were and we get another spike. Uh, so, for you know, if you're saying to that 43%, kids, your kids are grand. I don't know. I, I would be waiting for, on the basis, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and purely from my own selfish perspective, with two kids, that after like three months of this now, Having invested three months in it, completely. <laughs> that's my investment. Absolutely. That's, that's my freaking investment. There. Yeah, you're right. 
I'm inclined to go. Let's make once it's hundred percent. I'm in. I'm all in. You, I'm, I'm, I'll be the first out there but pushing them in the school gates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. I agree. It's just that now when I'm out for a run, I mightn't be batting children away with a big stick. As <laughs> you do, you know, with, might, you with know, your Harley, with your I big bring Harley. a big stick, and when I see one come near me, I'm just like, "Why are you running in?" But get boom, and I'm just knocking them out of the park. You know, so uh, I'm, I can stop assaulting children. It's, it's good. Good. Oh, that's that's great news, actually. Yeah. That's 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 great. Yeah, that's it great. is. Number uh, four. Number four. Number f- number four. Number four. I am. I don't know how this happened. Uh, I am on McDonald's's emailing list. Obviously, I'm a value customer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Let's <laughs> let's phrase that sentence in different ways. I don't know how this happened. I don't, I don't know how this happened. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how this happened. Lack of understanding noises. I, I don't know how this happened. Okay. I, incredulous. Uh, hi, says the McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Paul Pomroy, the chief executive officer of McDonald's UK and Ireland, emailing oh. me directly. Paul, long time no chat. How are you? I haven't seen How you since we had that that um, six chicken happy nuggets meal. in a barbecue. Six chicken nuggets in a barbecue sauce from the oh, Safer menu. We we had a beautiful time together in 1994 when you opened up the first McDonald's in Limerick, and I haven't seen you since. How are you getting on, Paul? Happy Paul. Eight weeks ago, we took the decision to close our entire restaurant estate. In where, an unprecedented where, where is Paul from? Eight weeks ago. Where, where Eight we, weeks where, ago. Where are we saying he's from? That's a flat Midlands. Are we going flat Midlands? Mullingar. 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 Paul, I, I think Paul is English, actually. Paul Pomroy, there's no way he's from Mullingar. He's from Mullingar now. Uh, over the last two months, we've worked tirelessly to overhaul <laughs> our operational procedures to enable our teams. He's a former <laughs> GA player. Yeah, absolutely. He Paul, was, he was the a star, star player in the minors. Oh. But he uh, had an, an injury, took him out of the game. But he knew a fella that worked inside the Mackey D's. Yeah, worked, the drive through wor- Worked his way up. Worked well, his, yeah, but he still yeah. talks like, well, you know yourself, it's a game of two halves. And at the end of the day, the better, the better, the best side won, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it was a week ago or two and a half weeks ago, we might have put in a better performance. But you know yourself, at the end of the day, the team that scored the most goals and got the most points over the bar. The bar. Uh, the, the bar they yeah. won they won at the end of the day you know so and I wonder on the pitch now in the minors was he called Polly or Pommy pa- Pommy he, he couldn't be called Pommy because that's you know that's yeah that's that's an Australian derogatory term for an English person so that probably makes sense but he might be English he might he might he was born in London but he was reared over here born his mom over decided there. she wanted to come home to be near the grandparents Exactly. Be, or is it to bring them to school in Ireland? They want to be raised in Ireland. Yeah, didn't want that accent. Don't want them raising them English. Yeah. So Pommy pa- came back. Came back. So came prisoner home. of Mother England came home. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to Paul, Paul the Palm, uh, Paul Pomeroy. This is the news that they're opening up uh, the next stage in their reopening of a number mm. of drive throughs and Ubers. You're able to get your Uber Eats deliveries now from a number of McDonald's. Uh. I know. It's something I never uh, understood. But people do get the food deli- the McDonald's delivery. No. God, St- no. Stone cold. It's just cardboard. Here's the thing, though. And this is what Paul said in his email. Bizarrely, I read it. I don't know why. From the... T- <laughs> but, like, if Sorry, I want to go... I thought you were reading it for the first time here. Because who reads those emails? 
I did. <laughs> this is what my life is. <laughs> but the the line from the email that got me was from the twentieth of May. We'll also cap spend on our drive-throughs at twenty five pounds per car. This is obviously UK. He, even though he's a CEO of UK and Ireland, he's writing it in the UK. Hate pounds. when they do that. We're, we're capping spend at £25 per car and I would encourage you to pay by contactless payment methods wherever possible. The, what I was thinking was, why are you capping it at £25? What's the the thinking behind it? Is it that you're, like one car is going to drive up and clear out the McDonald's in the first go? I would say because their supply lines have obviously been disrupted. Yeah. So they don't have as much, they have to work up to getting all the meat and all the stuff back in. So they're trying to serve as many customers rather than come, someone coming up and going, 100 euro. And then they're like, oh, we've run out of... All what are you going to do with all that McDonald's food, though? I like do- uh, uh, yeah, well, maybe they're also thinking, could it be another thing of why would you need to spend more than 25 euro? What is that in euro? 25 pounds. Um, 30 euro, On McDonald's, because there's not more than five people, six people in a house. So they're obviously having a party. Maybe it's their way of going, no, no, no parties. Uh- Maybe that's not could a bad it, idea. Could that, could that be a thing? I don't think I would have a party. Then again, I do live in Leafy South Dublin. I don't envisage a party where I will invite all of my friends around to my house and then I'll go to McDonald's. But you would never come, do that anyway. And come back with lukewarm, with tepid, happy meals for everyone. €28.24 Euro is what there they're capping go. it at here. Um, but you understand the inherent contradiction in that sentence. You would never have a party with people anyway. I would have, have oh. a party with some people. Yeah, but not with your neighbours. Oh. Well, do you know what? Of anyone, I would probably would. I've, yeah, we've, we've had neighbours' parties. I know you have. I'm only joking. Where the men, where the men shout at each other and I congregate with the women. Have I, I've told you about my parties before, haven't I? Yes, you have. Yes. Yeah. Where yes. Men, men do this thing, not just my neighbours, but men in general, where they, they need to shout laugh at each other to prove that they get the joke, I think. Or it's kind of, it's a very manly thing, particularly when 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 men are real men. Or I don't mean men like me. Real men. We know real, real men. men. When there's that initial uncomfortable or awkwardness. Uh, we can talk about it some other time. But it's I'm I'm always slightly scared of it because we're all talking louder than we should be and you, laughing louder than we ordinarily would. You'll... You, because you'd be found out if they if they knew you properly, you'd That's be fine. Me. But now you're like, oh god, I'm a man with a wife and two children, and they think that I'm a man with a wife and two children. Yeah, but I'm not, and now they're going to find out <laughs> that I'm not at all. Yeah, and I don't know anything about. I don't get involved in the five aside. We all know he's been lurking in a WhatsApp group with his neighbours for years with the lads, and now he can't leave the group because he's like, oh god, oh god, they know that I'm going to have seen all these messages. I don't see them. Side. I don't see them. I just to stay for the record. I don't. We can, we can, we'll have to come back to this tomorrow. But I'd be delighted. Actually, I, I, that means I've definitely got one for tomorrow. Okay, now, that's good. L- lurking WhatsApp, and I've written it down. I've written it down for tomorrow, and then we'll, we'll get a very quick number five, and we've got to go. Yeah. Is, was that was that number five? Was that number six? We'll, we'll skim on to number six. Number four. Oh, here we go. Number five. This coronavirus is getting pretty serious, isn't it? Where have you didn't see it? Number six. Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. The lads, Graham and Nathan from Spin 1038 got an interview with Matt Damon because Nathan was like really trying to find him. But one of the things that came out, and fair play to them, well done. One what of the did things, he do? Nathan. Yeah, what did he do to get 
Matt, Matt Neiman because he wouldn't be doing publicity. So what, how did he get him? So what happened was he was putting up all these. He lives near there. So he was able to put up signs and shops and they spoke to the super value people. They spoke to the bookshop he was in too. He kept on every morning. It was just like, Matt Damon, hey, we want to talk to you. How's it going, Matt Damon? And they just say that. And it turns out it was either Bono that said it to Matt, that people are looking for you. But it turns out that Matt Damon's kids were all listening to Spin ah. all the time. So he heard them. And then his publicist got onto them going, how are you? Matt wants to have a chat. Absolutely. And is Matt's publicist in Ireland? Yes. He was, I think. And Matt was due to leave, wasn't he? On he could at the be weekend. gone now. I don't know if he left on Monday or something. Wasn't that right. the story? And um, But, you know, it sounded like he had an absolutely wonderful time. He did, you know, uh, this morning in the interview say, uh, again, fair play to the lads, that, listen, we were very lucky because we had all these people here with us for the kids, for school and all that kind of stuff. All right. Because um, he was over, he was meant to be here for months filming this movie, mm-hmm. uh, the last duo. But anyway, in this interview, Matt Damon called... Leo Varadkar, Artishuk, a badass. And now we're never going to get his head through any door. He'll never be able to fit through the door of Leinster House. What did he say? In what, in what context did he say he was a badass? That he was the, doing a great job or something? Is it? The fact he went back onto the front line. Oh, okay. And he was just like, he rolled up his sleeves. That's a badass. Because he was thinking about his own head of state being Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he was like... This guy... This guy's badass. This guy's how'd you, a badass. How do you, like, you like them apples? How do you, you like them apples? you like them apples? I've got another question. Uh, so was was Matt Damon meeting up with Bono on the regular while he was on his holidays in lockdown? I'd say they were in, on the phone. Bono? Bono's in Dublin as well. Sure, he lives up the road from him. They live really close to each other in Kalini. Yeah. Eddie Eddie Irvine's house is close to Bono's house. I know that. So that's so, where Matt was staying. So why would they be ringing each other if they live near each other? I don't know. Because lockdown. Lockdown. This is what I'm be... saying. You're on your holidays. You're only up the road from Bono, but you can't see him. So you're ringing each other. I'm sure so he like, went up to the gate. You come out like... to your you come out to your window, Bono, and I, I'll come out to my window and I'll yeah. wave over at you. I'd say Matt was walking up to the gate going, how are you? Come out to the front I can't door see there. You. I can't. I'm over here. No, I can't see. I can't see. I'm over here. Oh, there you are. I finally found what I'm looking for. We've got... Oh, <laughs> God. No. I still haven't found it. I still haven't found it. But we've all done that, haven't we? I remember when I moved to Dublin. What? <laughs> One of the first things that you do oh, no. is that you head out to Dalkey and Kalini and you go to Enya's house. You go to Neil Jordan's house. You go to Bono's house. You go to Jim Sheridan's house. And you're like, how are you, lads? That's I've never done that. Is. Actually, and Louis I've, Walsh's house was up the road from where I lived. So I went to Louis Walsh's house as well. Louis lives in Ranlet, doesn't he? Or he does, yeah. Rath Mines. Yeah, Rath, I've, uh, well, it might, the address might be Rath Mines, but yeah. Just right it's kind of halfway, isn't it? Or It's, it's, it's halfway. On the, it's the stretch, yeah. I didn't uh, know he lived so close to me. And then a friend collected me one day. I'm like, come on, let's go see Louis's house. I lived there about three, four years at this stage. He's like, where does Louis live? And then we drove up. I could see Meteor Awards in the window. I really? Could see, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see I need them. to put my Meteor Awards in the window. <laughs> Because it was that round shape. So I think one was like a Smash Hits award. I think one was like a Meteor award. I think there was a Brit there. Uh, but I could definitely see that round one. Uh, that I've seen Louis' house. Hits one. Brian Marr lives near there. And I was going for breakfast with Brian Marr and I was dropping him home. Uh, and he said, oh, that's where Louis Walsh lives. And I was like, eh, I, don't, I don't get anything nice out gaff. of... 
Uh, yeah, it, yeah, I guess so. I it well, is. they're all nice gaffs around there, aren't they? So yeah, they are. Uh, and and that's the thing. Uh, we went for a drive because we we've been living here like six years now, uh, and we're only up the road. I can see Bono's Hill from here out the window. Oh, that's Kleine Hill there. Like you can see it over the houses across the way from me. What? Uh, <laughs> I can't I see his house. house. I know, I but I didn't know you could see Kleine Hill from your leaf. I know yeah. your leafy Dublin suburb. But it faces, our house faces Kleine Hill. So you oh, can the see next that. night I'm out. I'm going to take my wine upstairs. I'm just going to stare <laughs> yeah. at Kleine Hill. But there's nothing That's to it. see. It's just a, a, a hill. Because they're all on the other side. Because <laughs> there's our houses, the Normies' houses, then there's the hill. And then on the other side of it is the sea. So they're all living on the other side of the yes. hill. So yeah. you can't, it's all the park and the the, the trees and all are on this yeah, side. Yeah, you can see the actual hill. Uh, but yeah, we were out here for a year. Maybe it was last summer. We were like, we'll go and take a spin around and drive. Because we know how to get to Dawkey from here. Yeah. And we know how to get to Kleine Hill. But we don't know how, we wouldn't know the little boreens and the little roads and streets. Oh, and, and there's get a lots sense of, of them. Yeah, get a sense of what, it, what it's actually, what the geography is like. So we drove around. And then while we were driving around, Kate was like, I think that's where Michael Flatley used to live. And I think that's Sheridan's house and... I yeah, think that that's Enya's house, but sure, we would we didn't know. Like we'd have to get one of those star maps. You'd know it from you know when you do those things, the Irish Times. Yeah, their their proper property section during the Celtic Tiger, because Jim Sheridan was trying to sell his house for so many years, and then it would be like you'd have that lovely sweeping view, and I remember people going, "That's that's how I found it," because it'd be a view of Kalini, and people would be like, "That's Bono's one there, and that's Enya, and that's how I knew where they're." I don't, I, I, I wouldn't have a notion of what Bono's one looks like. I know, I remember reading about Jim Sheridan's one though. And was it on the water or yeah. like, it was like, did he have like, like, like something like out she- of California. Sheets of glass though. Uh, and then That's, the waves coming yeah. up or the, the kind of a pier or something. I think you up. can see it when you're down in the school. Uh, Loretto. It, yeah. I think when you're in Loretto, can you see it? I think. For anyone who, First of all, doesn't care. But second of all, doesn't know the geography of this place. You're like, what? I don't... I don't. Did he move out then, Jim Sheridan, when I he did sold the, the house? I, oh, I don't know. He didn't sell the house. So he stayed in it? I think he's still there. Or maybe they moved to someplace smaller. Just for people in Cork, I did the exact same thing when I was down in um, Cape Clear and Bear Island. I'd be looking over at Jeremy. Um, Jeremy. Jeremy? Jeremy. Renner, Kyle, Scott. Jeremy, the English guy married to Sinead Cusack. Jeremy. Uh, die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. I'd be looking over at his pink castle going, hello, how are you? Does he actually live there? Uh, he's definitely there a good bit. We took a canoe out. We went we went canoeing over towards it, so we did. Oh. Very nice castle. <laughs> Freaks. <laughs> I don't know. We were canoeing anyway. It was right there. Anyway, uh, we're done. Sixbitspod at gmail.com for any celebrity stalking you may have done. <laughs> Uh, we, I've come off to, very badly here today now yeah, sorry about like, that folks particularly the getting in the canoe to get over to his house we were I mean, canoeing anyway to other yeah, islands yeah you were yeah ah, sh- stay away from yourselves and each and other, each other. as a project.